Hey, happy Tuesday, everyone, and welcome back to the I-5 Corridor's Traffic Report. Tyson Alger here. This week, I'm joined by Andy Bueller of SBLive.com. Andy just worked his butt off all last week at the LSI Les Schwab Invitational, which ended up being one of the absolute best iterations of an already great tournament uh before we get into that just andy how are you doing man were you able to get, get a little uh I, I saw you uh over at liberty at the gym uh last week and uh i think you were only about halfway through it at that point how are you feeling now post tournament yeah man had a, had a had a nice weekend to recoup uh but you know lsi week every year is 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 crazy and this was i think the first year kind of went completely all in from from setup to tear down and uh uh yeah all recuperated but whole you know really glad we did because what a week of hoops it was and, and yeah. hey thanks for having me on <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're uh re recurring guest at this point we had you on uh we had you on last summer but uh yeah like that the, the lsi is, has always been one of my favorite things that this state does it's just kind of like that random post christmas uh like hey let's bring some of the best high school basketball teams and players uh to liberty high school and, and have them play and it's it, it always draws a fair amount of hype but this year you had like the 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 two the two rung factor of Bronny james coming you had number one duncanville coming and neither of those two ended up being the star of this tournament right right yeah west lynn uh the local hometown hero uh they go about six deep led by jackson shellstad oregon commit who i think people in this state are very well familiar with uh he cemented his Oregon high school basketball legacy uh, last week, putting on an incredible MVP performance. You know, they upset Sierra Canyon, who, you know, SB Live Sports Illustrated has at number 16 in the country, or at least had. Uh, and then top-ranked Duncanville uh, the next night, the number one team in the land, uh, goes down to uh, to Westland, to the local team. So, yeah, he heck of a, a, you know, a showing from, from a team that I think, you know, I think everybody roots for – the underdog and in this event specifically like it draws such a strong local crowd to where you know every year no matter who who the top you know even if it's jesuit who everybody hates you know if if jesuit has the best shot against the national power like the crowd's going to get behind him and so if that was westland and it was kind of the stars were aligned and 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 honestly tyson like i think yeah i don't know that this year would have been as big if if not for the last couple of years, which were really rocky, like two years ago, event gets canceled because of COVID. Uh, and then 2021, uh, you know, you have the you know, COVID still rearing its head and, uh, you know, Arch Manning and Isidore Newman were set to come out, had to cancel right. at the last second. Gonzaga College, which uh, prep in D.C., which is, a you know, a top 25 perennial power has to cancel due to weather. Westland had to drop. And then I there was another local school. I think maybe Central had to drop. I could be getting that wrong, but like right at the last second there's like four schools that have to back out um and and the team that won ended up you know having like two mcdonald's all-americans but the <laughs> they played against was not as strong yeah i mean like that that all kind of seems like the perfect storm for like the type of story that you see of like hey like sorry we're packing it up like that's that we had a good run uh, like i was just thinking about um um have you ever been to like the feast food festival in portland no, like it, I haven't. It, it, it's it's been going on for for years, and it's always like been like my favorite summer staple. But like this year, they actually it was just a couple of weeks ago they announced that like they're done. Like it was just they between the pandemic and oh, everything yeah. else that's gone on the last couple of years, and it's just like yeah, I get it. Like I I understand. Like this has been a lot to go through, and for for something like that that's local that has a big local sponsor that has been going on for this, and for them to come back and and put on the show this year. Um, pretty darn impressive, like, especially like, you know, I rolled up for the, uh, 
the second day and specifically to see uh, uh, Sierra Canyon play against um, uh, oh my god why am I forgetting who did Sierra who did we watch Sierra Can Canyon play on Tuesday I think that was central yes yeah and uh, it's just like it was a line line in the parking lot line out the door line to the bathroom line for the concessions I mean like that that place was packed and I, I think a lot of it was probably because of the Bronny James hype but ultimately like uh, that 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 West Lynn story of them winning that tournament, like that's probably as good as like you know any of Peyton Pritchard's runs through that tournament, like any of like even like the dating back to you you wrote a twenty five year history of this tournament, like that that's got to be up there, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have there's just so many competing uh, factors that that kind of collide to make it what it was. I mean, you if you stopped the event after that that's the tuesday when we were there the sierra canyon's first game that's the second day of the first they spread the first round over over two days play locals the first day and then the nationals the second day um and boy for as far as a first round game like i you know I, i've i've been to this event for you know maybe going on 10 12 years but yeah you know i haven't been you know for it's 20 entire 26 years but i was just asking around going like in terms of first round crowds like where does this stack up because you know, there were, you know, it's, you're talking standing room only, you're talking every, every, you know, every bleacher, every speck of bleacher was filled and you had people pouring out into aisles, hanging over balconies for a first round game. Like, a yeah, I mean, I mean, you, you and I had to go like find a little corner of railing just, uh, and I think I left for like five minutes just to take some pictures and came back and it was like three more people deep, like already on it. It was, it was nuts. Yeah. And you're talking, you know, that's like, I mean, that's for a first round game and that's, you know, I'm not sure. I think the crowd definitely and the atmosphere definitely like matched that first round energy, but it felt like that first day it was like, okay, we're, you know, this is, this is coming back in a special way. And then you add the West Lynn of it all, you know, where this team, a lot of these guys played football. They only went six deep throughout the whole tournament. Um, and then they're, you know, so like, you know, tight turnaround into the, into the start of the year, they go and win the Capital City Classic in Salem, uh, and and Jackson Shellstad just goes ahead and and just cements himself in in you know LSI tournament lore. And this is a tournament that's you know we're talking Carmelo Anthony, Kevin Durant, Tyson Chandler, Peyton Pritchard, and and you know I'm, the Peyton Pritchard of it all. We can we can talk about that. I mean I think that's a whole separate conversation. But it's like if you're if you're a, a, a an undersized crafty point guard coming through Westland like right after Peyton Pritchard. And that's a that's a pretty big shadow he casts and and yeah I I don't know any other way that that Shellstad you know could have even chipped away at that shadow uh, I'm sure he doesn't see it that way but but this this past week's performance you know I think put him right up in in all time state history uh, you know just right up there with Peyton like like it it it, it almost feel and this is just to, to cater to the the Oregon leading audience but it's almost like. It's almost like the Oregon women's basketball team replaced a Sabrina with like another Sabrina. Like it's just like same team, same type of, uh, you know, like it's just a, a dominating under like kind of chip off your shoulder. Like we're going to go up against like the best teams out there. And and like I, I was I was cruising through uh, Peyton's Instagram, I think yesterday, and he had a bunch of sh shout outs, Jackson. And um, what I wanted to ask is just like, w what is it about Westland basketball or that program? And, you know, they have a first, you know, a new head coach this year, but like, what, what is it that allows that team and that program to, you know, they're a top 25 in the country right now, like with a not specifically deep roster either, like what, what has worked and, 
like do you see continuity there from like what has worked for them in the past or is this kind of like a new iteration of, of that of that team yeah i think it's like the perfect blend of what makes a high school team gel is that you have I mean, a lot of these guys have played together for a really long time, and that's not always the case, especially when you look at a team like Sierra Canyon, where, you know, Bronny <laughs> and Dylan Matoyer are like the only four-year guys at that school. And um, so you've got continuity, uh, and that kind of met perfectly with adding, in, you know, a new coach and Robert Key from Grant, which, you know, it, what a start for him uh, coming over. And, and, you know, that's a very – it's a different program. Uh, you know, he brings over, uh, now I want to say he brings over, but Adrian Mosley, uh, you know, top player in the PIL last year who averaged, I think like 20 points a game comes over and joins in the backcourt with, with Shellstad. And so those two guys, they might not have played together in high school, but they've known each other and played together outside of high school going back years and years and years. And so I think you kind of had the blend of like, you know, just got just great continuity guys that are buying into their roles and like, you know, flowers got to go to the role players on that team. Cause you know, you're looking at, you know, football first guys like Mark Hamper and, and Sam Levitt, who's, you know, Sam Levitt, Michigan state commit, Mark Hamper, Idaho commit. Both of those guys are some of the, you know, top football players in the state in Oregon this year that led Westland to a state title. Um, you know, they come in, they're guarding six, eight, six, nine, six, ten, and they out rebounded Sierra Canyon. They out rebounded Duncanville. I, they had no business doing so. And it's just, uh, you know, I think it's it's discipline. It's it's rising to the occasion, and um, you know, I just cohesion. And I, I and you know, if that event, if they had to play one more game that next day, I'm not sure the legs would have held. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, it it sure didn't look like Shellstad, uh, you know, was was running on empty. Uh, I mean, it was pretty impressive. I, I always like those high school teams that are constructed around like a couple like really talented guards. And then you just throw in like the couple like football tight ends or offensive linemen. And I, I remember covering preps back when like Henry Mondu was playing power forward for Jesuit. And it was just just throwing elbows and banging. And, and but, you know, a lot of times those guys know their role. And as long as it's to, to clear the way and to get the ball to the, the star guys, like it, it can work. Totally. And it was like, you know, I just so many of their, their buckets against Duncanville, uh, you know, the buckets, I should say that like Mosley and, and uh, I was going to say Pritchard Shellstad didn't score uh, were, were like quick back cuts from Levitt to hamper, or, you know, you're like a hustle rebound guys in the right place at the right time. Just very, just really disciplined in their positioning and their spatial awareness, the way they move, you know, at, around the floor in accordance to one another. And, uh, you know, I, some of the biggest plays of that game did not stop and start with Shellstad or Mosley. It was, you know, maybe Mosley getting an off, a big offensive board and then the ball ended up being kicked out to a, a bench guy who hits a three at the end of the third quarter. Um, you know, and, and, and I should say, I think, you know, Adrian Mosley deserves a ton of credit. Um, you know, he's not a guy who is, you know, has a mailbox stuff full of division one offers, uh, but he proved himself to be an elite scorer against, against the best, uh, you know, competition in the country last week. Uh, he defended Cameron Barnes of Duncanville, who's, a, you know, going to be a you know, power forward center and, and, you know, at a power five school and, yeah. you know, in a couple years and um, you know, guys like that, like, that's what, I think a tournament like the LSI offers like locally is, Hey, you know, if I don't want to say ride the wave, but like, you know, a guy like Adrian Mosley, it's like, he's, he's, I think probably changed his future outlook and, and showed a lot of people like, you know, what he's capable of on a, on a stage like that. 
and that's why I like this tournament, especially from like the local level. Because I mean, like every every time you go there, you will see D one coaches in attendance. I mean, Dana Altman made made his presence felt on like the third day or so, and it's just it, it's an opportunity for a, a pretty proudly underrated basketball state to really have their guys kind of go and, and play against some of the best. Um, as as somebody who who wrote. Again, you wrote you wrote the twenty five year history of the LSI for SB Live uh, last week or the week before. Um, knowing kind of the history and the growth and how this thing like originally started like at a venue that was too small for it, and and basically it had to move to a big you know it had to move and now it's at Liberty. Can this thing keep growing? Like, what's what's the what's the next kind of phase of this thing? Because like it, it seems hard to fathom it it topping this. At, at, at in its current iteration anyways but i saw some people like tweeting like they need to move it to the vet or to like a college campus or, or something like larger like what what do you see happening for this thing yeah i mean this is just my opinion i think i think they have it right in its sweet spot yeah you know it's it's and i think that these these types of conversations you know rise every like march around state tournament time where it's especially up in Washington. It was a huge, that's always a huge story of like, they play their high school basketball in the Tacoma dome used to play high school football there. And uh, you know, it's even if you have a really well attended game, like there's still a lot of empty seats. And so for the kids, it's really cool playing on the, you know, like even in the child center and the, in the Moda center Um, the experience of that for the, for the student athletes and for the programs is probably pretty, pretty unique. But then you you just get in a gym like Liberty and you got people hanging over. I mean, like and that was one of the questions I would ask, you know, players after games is like, where does that rank in terms of atmosphere that, you know, where you've and Shell said, you know, I think some of the Sierra Canyon guys even said the same thing of like, that was the craziest atmosphere I've ever played. Oh, dude, it, it was it was nuts. And like comparing that to and this is something that I was talking to you about um, at the game, but like the last kind of basketball tournament I saw was like the PK 85, yeah. which had nobody at it. I mean, it was, it was a made for TV event and I'm sure the players liked playing in the facilities that they had and there was good basketball to be played, but like just atmosphere wise, like it is not even close. And like, I, I do feel like that, like if Liberty had another thousand seats, they probably would have been filled, but like also like, that's just, Sometimes you find the sweet spot for something and you don't, it doesn't need to be tinkered with. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think every other big, you know, big event type in the area probably looks at the LSI and goes like they have, they're, they're doing things right. You know, you know, why change it? I think as long as like the Hillsborough school district will have them, <laughs> right. uh, they should probably stay out there. Uh, you know, and you know, yeah. I mean, it, it was, I, it was funny. I parked in the, uh, Cause the parking lot was full when I got there. And so I had to park They're They're building a new hotel, like across the street, down a couple blocks. And it was just like, man, like this hotel would be bumping. Like if it was built tonight, <laughs> you know, like I, they, they probably got it like contract some sort of deal with like the, the tournament and the teams and make that like the team hotel for, for when things are going down. But it's just, uh, it just seems like it, it could expand, but like, I like, I like it being there. I like it being out in Hillsboro. It's just kind of, um, the, the the funny thing is is like I, I felt like the the PK eighty five and even the NCAA tournament when they were here, like it didn't feel like there was like a ton of advertising for it. Like I, I think a lot of people didn't really know it was going on. Mm-hmm. And the Les Schwab, like I don't think there was like a, I didn't see like a whole lot more advertising for that than the other things, but it's just like one of those things that people know it's happening. It's had so much time to build to that, to amass to that, like 
you don't have to change things <laughs> or else or else you might lose something special right yeah and I, I spent a lot of time with uh lsi employees and volunteers and people working behind the scenes throughout the week just to kind of get a perspective on on like what it's like to run the event from from their perspective and you know it's it's that was something that um you know i i kind of continued to hear was that um you know, the, the fact that it's in the, you know, it's in the Portland area, but it's not, you know, in the heart of Portland, it's, I think there's people that come up from the event, uh, from out of state every year, uh, just from some familiar faces. We, we wrote a story, uh, I want to give a shout out to Dan Brood, uh, local, uh, longtime high school sports journalist in the area who, who wrote a really, really nice story on a, a woman named Rhonda, who's come to the event, uh, for, you know, two decades plus, And she used to come with, uh, you know, a good friend of hers. Um, and, you know, every year, every year she'd be there for the morning sessions. She'd, she'd, you know, stay the whole day. And, uh, you know, one year, a couple of years ago, uh, the tournament director started to notice like it was just her. And it turns out her friend had, had <laughs> passed away. And so they save a seat now every year for her friend. Um, right. and, and there's just stories like that where you have people come every year and they just know, I think that's, you know, that's a good point. It's, it's kind of part of the, the Oregon winter sports calendar. I have, yeah. I have, friends, I grew up in Beaverton, but I have friends that moved here like after college, um, that, that go home every year and the basketball nuts like have to decide like friends I have that are big basketball nuts have to decide, <laughs> do I go home to see my like extended family and parents for the holidays or do I stay here and go to this turn this tournament? Right. Like, that's like a legitimate what way one way or the other. Uh what what did you learn from being around the Bronny James show for like a week, just in terms of like the the hype, the what goes into just being him? <laughs> like like what 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 did you pick up from from that? Yeah, everything it's it's just uh so unique. Uh it's probably unlike any other high school. Um you know, in, in the country of just in the terms of how that program is run, you know, Bronny and, and his brother, Bryce, who's a freshman, who's also a big fan favorite. A lot of this, anytime Sierra Canyon's up late in the game, the, the crowd started to chant free Bryce. There, there was a big, there was a big booing when uh, the game we went to, like he was going to check in and then they pulled him back out. And it was like, why, why is everyone booing all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah. By the, by the last game, uh, when they played Gorman in the third place game, like they subbed him in late and it, they just, feed the ball to Bryce and try to get him to do something. And Gorman's guards were like, not having any of it. They're playing like face up D. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, actually, but being around those guys, like Bronny and Bryce are not allowed to give interviews. Um, they have a security detail. That's, that's pretty imposing. That's uh, essentially, you know, is, is responsible for the whole team. And so, you know, anything from, you know, they're being received at the airport. Uh, you know, it's, it's, everything's run really tight. I think it's, there's the, it's, it's run like a college or maybe even like a professional team in that, uh, there's just a lot of control. I, I, I don't want to say that you know, outside of like Bronny and Bryce from a media standpoint, like the rest of the team's great. Like, you know, they're available and accessible. Um, but like, I mean, they're coming in separate entrances uh they're 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 having to coordinate like arriving to different places and the fact that like you know Bronny can't just walk around at a high school gym like liberty by himself like or anywhere um especially in in, in that type of place where you know the, the way that uh the atmosphere and the gym is set up is that you know you you kind of the fans kind of sit like on top of the benches and so if you look at Sierra Canyon's bench, there's like three chairs of security guards that are just like, you know, flanking every side of it, which 
makes, you know, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, he's the yeah. most famous high school athlete in the world. Um, and, and maybe, I mean, I, I, I would love to look at that. Like who, you know, where does he rank in terms of the most famous high school athletes of all time? Well, Obviously, he, his... he had a pretty famous dad who was a high school athlete. <laughs> I think he might, he, I mean, yeah, honestly, like I'm sure, you know, you go back and watch more than a game, that documentary where, you know, they had that documentary crew following around uh, LeBron and, and his team at St. Vincent, St. Mary's in Ohio, who, who Sierra Canyon actually just went back and played in, in LeBron James gym a couple weeks ago. But that's another point. Uh, Spring Hill Productions, like LeBron's and Mav Carter's production company had a whole documentary crew following that team around. So yeah. there's something, there's something coming out of, uh, you know, coming out of this season from, from Sierra Canyon. And, uh, you know, I think in years past too, it's always been like, okay, Bronny's like the person who's going to attract all the attention, but he was either not playing cause he was too young and the team had, you know, a bunch of pro future pros, um, you know, or, or whatnot this year, it was the Bronny show. He was, right. you know, he's, he's the leader of that team. And, and, you know, he, he filled a lot of, he put a lot of butts in seats, uh, and, and, uh, people hanging over balconies. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was just, uh, a really well done week from production to just the way you guys covered it. Like, I mean, you guys, you guys were all over the place with SB Live for for that thing, and I, uh, I, I, I just thought it. You guys did a good service for your readers and, and high school fans across the state. Uh, what what's next for you after you know you took a couple of days off? What uh, what's 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 coming down uh, the docket now? Yeah, good question. I think we're we're jumping back into uh, you know the, the high school basketball season. Uh, it's it's always that time of year where you know games. I think uh, we don't cover as many games early on in the season outside of these kind of showcases, and it's a good time to kind of take a step back and do uh, you know maybe some some uh, you Paid know time off. <laughs> <laughs> That or, you know, features, maybe some stories that, that uh, you have more time to put into and, and you know, put resources into uh, that, that you don't when, when there's, you know, games churning and postseason. And so, uh, you know, I've still got still got a story on, on that question you just asked on the kind of the Bronny effect that's coming. And uh, we'll put together some sort of, uh, you know, mini doc on the LSI itself. I was awesome. following around behind the scenes, had a camera with me uh, with, with some of the uh lsi folks and so um after we kind of put all that to bed it's it's uh jumping back into the high school high school basketball season high school wrestling season around the country and and uh you know try to keep doing what we're doing at sb live covering preps uh state by state and uh and uh top down nationally awesome well thanks so much for taking the time today man i really really appreciate it thanks for having me back tyson it's a it's a good time absolutely